G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. And welcome to the podcast of 2020 from Vision Radio Network from Friday the 24th of August 2012. And of course you can hear the whole program each weekday from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time right across Australia. Details at vision.org.au. Well, Australia passed legislation this week to ban the use, storage and transport of cluster munitions. But according to Christian Peace and Development Agency Act for Peace, it doesn't go far enough. Alastair G, the Executive Director of Act for Peace, the international aid agency of the National Council of Churches, joined Matt G's today to explain more about the legislation and ways in which they're encouraged and discouraged by it. Alistair, just the other day, uh, the Attorney-General's Department, uh, in a joint statement with the Minister for Defence and the Foreign Minister, talked about the passing of a bill in the Senate to ban cluster musicians. Now, Act for Peace has been quite vocal in their disapproval of Australia's commitment to cluster munitions. Let's tell us a little bit more about this issue, though. What is it, and why is it such a big issue? Yeah, well, uh, cluster munitions are a horrible thing. They are dropped as part of very large bombs that are supposed to break up into uh, thousands of little bomblets and therefore have a bigger explosive impact. The problem is that it's often dropped very randomly and that a lot of the uh, submunitions don't explode at the time of impact. So for years or decades later, they can lie around and then go off, often when a child picks it up thinking it's a ball. Sometimes we've had situations where cluster munitions are the same colour as aid packages, which are dropped. And so we've had a situation where 98% of people affected by cluster munitions have been civilians. They have very limited military use, and it's time to uh, outlaw these these horrible bombs. Now, Act for Peace have been saying for a while that something needs to be done about this. Who are the countries that are are still using cluster munitions? Well, it's not too many countries that are still doing it. The biggest users are sadly the US. And that is one reason we're particularly keen for the Australian government to take a strong stand because we do uh, joint military operations with them. But it's not just the US. There's other countries uh, such as China, Israel, uh, which have used them. Australia does pick up a a fair bit of the bill, such as our our work clearing explosive remnants of war in Cambodia and Laos. These are cluster munitions that were dropped over 40 years ago. Australia uh, has never dropped cluster bombs ourselves, but one thing we were hoping was that we'd take a strong stand in saying that we will not be involved in any operations which use cluster bombs. Right now, uh, just the other day, after the passing of the bill in the Senate... Uh, The Attorney-General and the Defence Minister and the Foreign Minister had a joint statement, joint media conference saying, look, this bill has passed. We're pushing for further global arms control. Australia's policy is now going to be law that we do not use cluster munitions and we're not going to stockpile it, we're not going to transfer them and we're not going to assist, encourage or induce anyone to undertake these activities. This is a statement that the Attorney-General has made, but Act for Peace are not quite convinced on the strength of this particular piece of legislation. Why is that? 
Well, in terms of allowing other countries to um, stockpile or transfer cluster munitions through our territory, the Greens moved an amendment to say that uh, it will be part of the legislation that we will not allow that to happen, and both the government and coalition blocked it. So while they have come out and said in a statement that the government won't allow stockpiling, they were very clear that that is not prohibited under the legislation. And I understand they are under a fair bit of pressure from defence and perhaps from uh, the US military to allow that. The other point about not assisting, again, there is provision in it that it's not unlawful or it won't be a criminal act for Australian service people to be involved in a, uh, an operation led by another country, such as the US, which is dropping cluster munitions. Now, I understand this is a sensitive area as it could be uh, unintentional for an Australian to be caught up in that, but I think you know, plenty of other countries have prohibited their uh, service people from being involved in operations uh, where other countries are using cluster munitions and we thought Australia should have copied that legislation. In what ways do you feel that this legislation doesn't go far enough, though? I mean, like, you've pointed out that uh, the statement made and the, the legislation itself, there is a few discrepancies there, but how are we going to actually know, without reading through the entire hundred-odd pages of the ins and outs of the legislation, that it isn't going to be tough enough? We have to take on face value, don't we, that the Attorney General and the uh, Defence Minister and that of Australia have said, look, we don't want to be involved in this transfer. We don't want to be involved in actually using cluster munitions. Uh, sure. And look, Australia has never used cluster munitions uh, ourselves uh, directly. So this was always an exercise, uh, we believe, in terms of, of showing other countries model legislation. And there is plenty of countries which have adopted the model legislation which exactly mirrors what the uh, International Convention says on banning cluster munitions. But it's not really a step in that direction because, I mean, of itself, it's not much of a step forward to say that Australia is not going to use cluster munitions because we never have. But, uh, look, we do very much welcome the government's commitment to, uh, to not allowing other countries to stockpile or transfer through our territory. We hope the coalition comes out and makes a similar statement but, yeah, it's, it's a missed opportunity in terms of adopting model legislation. Australia, uh, a lot of other countries look to Australia in terms of the legislation that we adopt. So it's an opportunity we now don't have to be able to show those who do use this legislation as to the, uh, the best way to do it. Now, Act for Peace have been campaigning on this issue and a number of similar issues in regards to uh, the humanitarian impact of armed conflict over a, a quite a number of years. Uh, what would you like to see, now that this legislation is going through, not in the, the particular way that you feel would have been strong enough to make uh, an even certain statement about the way Australia treats cluster munitions, what are you going to be able to do now to continue to lobby government bodies, uh, defence bodies, to look at the ways that cluster munitions are stored and how we interact with other countries that do actually have them that may want to transfer or stockpile or even... Uh, assist us in uh, transferring them? Yeah, well, that's a very good question. And uh, there's a number of things going on at the moment. There's negotiation under an arms trade treaty, uh, which would stop the, uh, the transfer of these to uh, countries who might use them against their own citizens. Uh, there's also negotiations going on under uh, a small arms uh, program of action which uh, improves the capacity of countries to deal with their arms situation and better control them. And also Australia does have a 
good record and a good policy in terms of uh, supporting programs to mop up uh, explosive remnants of war. So there's a commitment that we're halfway through of $100 million over five years. That is a rare commitment that other countries don't have. So we'd very much like to work with the Australian government in encouraging other governments to adopt similar commitments to uh, remove uh, cluster munitions. As I've said, they can often lie uh, in very dangerous condition for, for decades and also to stamp out their um, potential future use. Having said that there are things that we don't feel is ideal in the legislation, it is great that Australia uh, is moving towards ratification of the, uh, the cluster munitions convention and Australia is doing some good things and taking some leadership across a number of arms control issues that we would very much like to support and um, get other countries to adopt as well. Well, just finally, Alistair, Act for Peace, obviously, uh, as we've heard before, is a Christian ministry. It's an agency of the National Council of Churches in Australia. What is the the Christian position that you're uh, making this statement based upon? This is fundamentally a a Christian mission that we're looking at here is uh, drawing upon the calling that we have and that we believe many of us have from God and that uh, Jesus has has laid out for us in terms of um, seeking peace and pursuing it. And particularly a weapon which has little military benefit but which uh, affects 98% of the people that affects are civilians who have nothing to do with war is clearly an insidious instrument that uh, I think all Christians would agree is, is something that we have to remove. And we're working at this from various angles. It's not just shouting from the sidelines, but we are supporting agencies over in conflict-affected countries to remove these weapons from the ground, to provide assistance to people um, who have lost limbs uh, from them. Uh, and a lot of that work is done with other councils of churches and Christian um, Christian groups uh, who uh, who have the same mission. So it is it is great that this has become a uh, a rallying point of dealing with these uh, explosive remnants of war, uh, and something that churches around the world are doing some really good work on. Well, Alistair, interesting to hear your perspectives, and if people want to keep up to date with some of the work that you're doing and the campaigns that you've got actively happening, they can check out your website. I'm sure at actforpeace.org.au. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate the opportunity. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.